You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. Guys, this is an emergency pod that dropped. And no, don't worry, Brian. It's not because of the kerfuffle that you started. I don't even think I used the right word there. Um, it's actually because there's a handful of trades that have happened. And in case more trades might happen this weekend, let's try to do some of it now. Because, Darren, anytime we try to tackle the big episode for the week, sometimes we get distracted on talking just straight. I'm like, shit, we have a whole nother, ep- like the rest of yeah. the episode to do. So even if more trades happen, that's fine. Cause then we can t- tackle that in the main show. Uh, but right now there's already been three and there's some things that we need to air out too. So I felt like this would be a good opportunity for us to have a little emergency pod and Hey, who doesn't like having a free episode coming out? I mean, all our episodes are free, but uh, Darren, thanks for joining me. And uh, yeah, how are you doing off the top, man? Pretty good. How about you? Not too bad. I'm um so elephant in the room just this morning. And it wasn't even bad. We we're just kind of discussing back and forth about the whole tanking allegations, which was kind of in it. I guess that's been the big elephant in the room, right? That kind of started this past week when Greg cut Robbie Anderson during yes. the <laughs> actual game week. And I mean, hindsight 2020, uh, even if he started him, he would gotten zero as well but just the implications did not look good because greg was also vocal being like fuck i don't want to win and then that was followed up with like three people that were cut and we're like hold hold on a second hold on and i know uh welch was obviously upset because he's buying technically for 101 because he has josh's yeah. first round pick so overall um this morning of course a little bit happened what i'm doing now i guess is summarizing a little bit and then i would love to get your thoughts uh because i know uh, you kind of just came in at the very very end when everything kind of just finished and then we are just not finished like as in something bad but then we we're just kind of talking about other things but um yeah there are some tanking allegations right now things happening over with the austrian oaks our new owner greg comes in inherits a pretty rough looking team and then he kind of does what we all assumed, and it was kind of the unspoken, hey, I am going to try to get 101, try to get all my picks, and just sell everyone away. And then mm-hmm. he slowly started to gather what looked to be maybe like core pieces, I would call it. I know he went and got Ayuk, right? And I believe yep. he got Davis Mills. And so we're like, all right, he got some draft capital. Now he's getting people that he likes. And I think this is the big contention of why uh, it might have rubbed some people the wrong way. Now he not only did the whole dropping Robbie Anderson thing, he has now already traded away Brandon Ayuk for actually more than he purchased for. So I don't think he could really blame him there. It's not like he just been like, yeah. oh my God, I want no one that gets points. And I'm just going to sell for sell. I mean, he got good value. And even after it happened, you even said to re- when we reviewed the trade, hey, I think Greg made out pretty well with this, even though he liked yeah. this player. And so with all of this being said, I think the allegations have now come up because it is almost to the point where Greg's team that he will be fielding, which is the best of his ability, has been neutered um, intentionally. And this has been rubbing people the wrong way. And we are going to be talking about this at the owner's meeting, but this podcast is almost like a therapeutic session for me and you to just talk about whatever the fuck we want and then forcing people to listen to it, I guess. And so kind of what are just your unfiltered thoughts about everything that has happened in general? And then we'll also jump into the trades and stuff like that. Well, if if Josh wasn't in the league, Greg wouldn't be doing this right now is what my initial thought is. Um, Greg would not have to tank this hard. And like when he traded for Ayuk, 
he was like, this is the first, he literally said it in the chat. He was like, this is the first player I've gotten on my team that I want to keep. Like it's a player I actually like, but Josh was so bad that he had to trade away a player. He was excited to acquire. <laughs> so it's like, it's not his fault, but in a way he's committed to what he wanted to set out to do when he first joined the league. And it's not like he's doing anything to the point where he needs to like be questioned of what he's doing because he's getting max value for every player he's trading. Like every single player he's trading. I'm I'm no most of the time I'm like shit, how the fuck did he get that? <laughs> like, like when he got two seconds and a third for Ayuk, basically, I was like, damn. I was just like, I should have kept him a little longer, I guess. And it's just like, you know. I, I, think, like, I, I think I think that... the big thing, I think the big thing here that I, I'm not saying rubs me the wrong way, but Greg is doing exactly what me as a commissioner would want an owner that takes over a really bad team to do during the season, right? Do you want someone mm -hmm. to take over a bad uh, team and then realize his team is really bad and just be like, oh, well, I'll just set the best lineups and just lose every single week and just be miserable to the draft or mm -hmm. do what Greg is doing, who is like a machine, like a robot with the time zones kind of favoring us. He's beating us to different waivers and different kind yeah. of, He's really, really maneuvering it and then flipping everyone for maximum value because that's what you want. You want to get as much mm -hmm. capital as you can to build the team that you want because he did inherit such a bad team. So my thing is, why would I want to punish an owner who is actually having fun playing Dynasty football with the cards that they were dealt? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want them to be like, no, you have to field Mike Davis, go trade for Sammy Watkins, and that's what you have to do. Like, why? That that would be miserable for me because I'd be like, all right, well, I'll, I'll stay within your rule set and hope that I can still accomplish and make the team that I want to envision. So that's kind of where I'm coming at. I feel like he is playing uh, within the rules, but maybe between the lines. But it should be how it is, in my opinion. Like, it should be like you shouldn't be forced to try and win or try and put up a minimum amount of points or oh, something. Oh, trust like, me. We've tried to bully Brett to sell his team, but luckily he didn't <laughs> listen to us, and now he's on a fucking tear, but that's like a perfect example, right? I'm not going yeah. to now make rules to be like, Brett, I am very scared for the future of your team because you of the amount of capital. You need to sell these assets. You, like, you well, can't like, do this. Yeah, and, like, you, like, if you want to sell picks until the, the sleeper app allows you to do it, go for it if that's what you want to do, but then there's going to come a point where your team is going to look like Greg's and you're not going to have the draft picks left. So you're just going to be, you're going to have this team that's barren of all playable players and then you're going to have no picks to replenish it either. So it's, it's going to one way or another, you're going to have these dog shit teams, but you're just doing it in different ways. And Hold Greg on, is but not even it. just that. Don't you think it's like kind of a short term overreaction because they're not even thinking about the long-term effects right now. It looks like Greg, um, hyperbolically, I know we're kind of exaggerating this point. He pretty much owns every single third, fourth round pick, every late pick, yeah. right? That's kind of the yeah. fear. Oh, my God, yeah. he's going to own all of it. That's not fair. Well, guess what, guys? He's not going to be – he can't keep all those players. There's still a roster limit. Let's mm -hmm. say he has 40 draft picks and he uses it all, takes all the good rookies. Oh, no, we never had a chance. He can't roster that. Like, he's going to have to make the cuts. So we still mm -hmm. get our due. So maybe this is going to be, maybe this is going to make Fab really important all of a sudden, right? 
Like, yeah, there's going to and- come to a point where <clears throat> Greg is going to have too many young assets compared to roster spots. And I think this is going to be the argument that I feel like is kind of coming with some of the things that uh, I, I don't want to just point this at Brian and Jeff, but I would say the owners that kind of are annoyed or don't agree with what Greg has been doing because he's not really fielding an authentic team to kind of keep the integrity of the league going. My argument would be yes. In the short term, you're absolutely correct. There are some moves I'm like, oh man, that does not make me look good as the commissioner of the league. But like I said, long-term, even more strategy could be introduced because like I just said, right now, Fab is worthless, dude. I just spent 85 Fab on fucking Cooper Rush and people are dogging on me and rightfully so. (laughs) Like he could be completely worthless after Dak comes back because he may never get another position again. And guess what? I just threw it away for no reason, but do I regret throwing it away? No, absolutely not. What else would I have done with 85 fab? Absolutely nothing. But if there comes to a time where Greg is just spending so many draft picks on so many young players and he eventually has to start cutting some of them off of his team, I mean, hell, all of us now have a shot at the third, fourth round that we didn't even have picks for because he's just into the free agency pool. And now my fab essentially becomes my draft picks. Does that make sense? So in a way, even more strategies introduced. So I feel like for the integrity of the league, long-term could be even more heightened. It will reward these owners like myself, who is now thinking, all right, maybe I should get ahead of this. Maybe I should start trying to accrue a bunch of fab in case this occurs. But guess what? I just explained everything to all the other owners because I literally have no life. And I'm trying to give a little bit of a glimpse of, hey, long-term, there's a lot of reasons and implications that could happen. And maybe I'm being a little bit dramatic about it, but like, what are your thoughts on like kind of just the big, I guess, rant I just went on? I mean, it's it's literally what we're seeing with Welch right now. Welch this time last year had like one player on his team. Like he had um, Trevor Lawrence, right? Like it was Trevor Lawrence and that was Michael Thomas who sat in his IR happily. Yeah. (laughs) So it was like, that's it. that's all that's all he had. So we're we're seeing now Welch is putting up a lot of points and it's like it's a long-term approach, clearly, because Welch was bad last year, he's bad this year, and next year, but hopefully. Now his he's team is full of like Brees Hall, Drake London, people that he loves because yeah, so, of the method that he did. And you, if you're you take this approach that Greg is taking and you're bad for a few years, hopefully in year three or four or whatever, you can have like a really good team. And you can have that same really good team for five years because they're all young. But it's the, the counter approach to that is you go Brett or Brian's route and you get all these old dudes that are good right now. And then you're just waiting for the cliff to come because they're going to retire or get old and then be like not used as much. Um, kind of like what we see with Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> I but, love when we could tie it back to Zeke, Darren. You're a fucking poet. You know that? It's like, but I, I mean, I'm, it's just like one way, one approach or the other. As long as Greg is setting the best lineup he can, he's active, he's here. Um, he's not trading away like dudes for $1 of fab and just being like, that's, that's what it, that's what I want. Like I want, well, I want $1 of fab for Brandon Ayuk so I can lose this next game. Like he's not doing that. So I mean, I don't think there's anything he's doing wrong or that should be changed, in my opinion, because it's just a strategy he's taking. And to honestly, for you being the commissioner, it's probably even better in your eyes because you know that Greg is setting out this approach and he's so committed to it that he's going to be here in a couple of years. Like he's 
he's here. He is and not, not going to let there. any other owner reap the rewards of all of the like seeds he's planting around. You're absolutely correct. And yeah, yeah I, I just think everything you're saying is spot on. And I just think that, yes, there's a lot of conversation to have. I want to improve this league as much as I can. But at the same time, I think long term, there's just so many things that I'm enjoying about what's occurring that being able to limit and starting to. I think the one thing as a commissioner that like one of the things I always want to do is I never want to dictate what someone can and cannot do. I know that's kind of hard because I make the rules. But do you know what I'm trying to say? Like if you yeah. have found a niche thing that you want to do, by all means, do yeah. it. Like that could like be your you fucking thing. <laughs> You you can tank, but you can only tank so far. Like once you go to this point, no, it's not it's not cool anymore. You can't do that. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, if I'm sure if if um he took over this team and he had Pat Mahomes on this team, he probably wouldn't train him away. Like no matter what, he'd be like, all right, I got to keep him for the rebuild. But he, he didn't took have over anybody. Team with no one. He had nobody like that on this team. Like he took over the team and he had like Keenan Allen and like Tyler Lockett and he had like all these old dudes. So he was like, all right, I'm going to get rid of them all because they're they're not in my long term plans. But if he had a Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes or Justin Herbert, he probably would keep them no matter what and be like, I have to I have to play them. If they're going to score me 40 points this week, I got to bite the bullet because I can't trade them away because they can still be on my team 10 years from now. But he doesn't have anyone like that. And he, it's like everyone that he had on his team was replaceable. Every single person. Yeah, one last thing I'll add is it's also to the fact that it's not like he had right now. He has Davis Mills. It's not like he's benching him or putting him in a super flex or even starting like someone like John Mechie, who is on IR and purposely starting him to yeah, drop he zero has him every there. single week. Exactly. It just helps he, that Davis Mills isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's not deliberately setting a lineup in which it will guarantee him a loss, which is crazy yeah. because he somehow even won this week. And I guess yeah. that's kind of the cause that kind of causes avalanche. Yeah, oh why he went full throat, full throttle, and he was going for it because Josh's team is just so much worse than his somehow. He but... honestly believes Josh will not win a game this year to the point where it's... he will actually miss out on the 101. He had to trade the one asset he had on his team that he <laughs> liked. He had to trade him away because Josh is just that bad. <laughs> You know, the epiphany that we had earlier, uh, podcast listeners, I'm not sure if you have listened this far, but at one point, Darren and I kind of found that Josh is kind of like, if anything big happens in the PDL, you could tie it back to Josh. Why yeah. are quarterbacks so expensive in the PDL? Well, Josh, he Josh. traded a first round <laughs> pick for uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh my gosh. Why is, um? you could literally think of anything and it can be tied back to Josh. And now this whole tanking allegations. Oh my gosh. Why? Why? Somehow even Josh is behind a little bit of a ripple of what has occurred to this point. So yeah. the story of the PDL can never, ever be told without Josh, because <laughs> once again, this is the crazy motherfucker that left a super flex startup dynasty draft with, with no, no quarterbacks. quarterbacks. <laughs> None. Like, no, not like a ha ha. That's wait, funny. Wait, wait, wait. As a say, prank. No, the PDL, <laughs> this league, Josh's current team was drafted without a quarterback in a super flex startup dynasty draft. We didn't start over after that. We, we kept going. This guy is nuts. I love this guy. We can see where all the, the root of all the issues now. We can see <laughs> where it started. But it's like, because he, and then the originally in the original draft, going into the, because we did the startup and then we did with the veterans and then we did the rookie draft right after. So he had no quarterbacks and that was the same rookie draft with Kyle. And he Murray. had the 101. 
and he could have gotten Kyler Murray, and that could have been his quarterback, but he traded that pick away to Max. For no <laughs> that's reason. Why, <laughs> that's why Max has Kyler Murray. So it's like, yeah, if you ever know, wonder man. why the Murphy Street Empire has fucking Kyler Murray, it's because Josh, for absolutely no reason, gifted Max that pick. For, for a pick that I think they, the picks turned into Daniel Jones and Andy Isabella for, for those, those picks. <laughs> Remember, Josh is the guy, once again, who left a super flex dynasty startup draft with no quarterback, then had the 101 to get Kyler Murray and said, you know, Nah. nah, I'm good. Nah. I'm good. I'd rather have motherfucking Isabella and <laughs> oh, and then he traded me Isabella for uh Deshaun Hamilton. Fun fact, PDL fun oh, fact. Oh, guy that's no longer even in the NFL. <laughs> yep, yep. He just uh he actually gave me Isabella plus a third round pick for Deshaun Hamilton in the PDL. I think that was the trade. So yeah, so it worked out great. So yeah. um, this is enough. This is not a Josh Rose. This is now no. going to talk about some of the trades, right? Because this is actually going to tie together pretty well because it has a little bit to do with some of the things that we have been talking about. So, Darren, do you have the uh, first trade that we're going to break down in front of you, or should I pull it up? Uh, yeah, I, I have it. So it's um, with Greg, as you might have guessed. Um, he <laughs> traded away Taylor Heineke, and Michael Gallup, and he returned a second and third round pick from Brett. Um, I would have never thought I would have ever imagined Brett trading for Taylor Heineke, not once, but twice. He <laughs> traded for Taylor Heineke twice. Um, we want to tell him the original trade. The the original Taylor Heineke trade. Should I I have it in front of me. It was um well it was with you you and Brett um I remember this trade because i was at a wedding when it happened and i like i was like kind of was kind of drunk and i was like wait what the fuck and i <laughs> i had to look at it twice because i was like that can't that can't be real and um <laughs> brett got taylor heineke in a third round pick and you got julio jones jimmy garoppolo Corey davis and a first yes a first was traded <laughs> along with jimmy garoppolo to get taylor heineke who is a worse quarterback um i was baffled at the time and looking at it now it's still it looks even worse now in hindsight but I sh- i'm sure brett thinks the same thing um but you know he he did it again he traded for him again <laughs> so i'm sure that like michael gallup was the main focal point of this trade and like i know that taylor heineke he's gonna listen to the pod and be like ah oh, taylor heineke was a throw-in but who like Michael Gallup has like 15 points on the season. Like who is offering more than a second round pick for Michael Gallup? I I mean, I guess Greg could counter and be like, I wasn't going to trade him for less than a second and a third, but let him keep him. <laughs> let him keep him because I can't see anyone offering more than a second kind of ever for Michael Gallup. Um, he's 26 now. He has never finished better than wide receiver 22, and that was in 2019. Um, I, I don't know. I just can't see anyone offering more than a second-round pick for Michael Gallup. I just, I just can't. So outside – so Brett is essentially legit just the PDL version of the Rams, right? Just throwing all oh, the yeah. picks. Oh, yeah. Fuck them picks. <laughs> yeah, because right now outside uh, – all, all his picks right now, I mean, he could always get more, of course is a fourth-round pick in the 23 draft, 
then Josh's fourth round pick in the 2024 draft, and then finally his own 2025 picks, but he just traded away one of those. Yeah. So, I mean, he barely has had access to these 2025 picks, and he's already spent one. So there is a good chance that, I mean, it's still in the 2022 season. And uh, there's a good chance that some of these might be burnt through as well. So I feel like there's two different kind of tiers. I'm assuming you would kind of put Brian in that tier as well of like the fuck them picks, right? Yeah, I I mean, Brian has all four of his picks from 2025. So I I guess Brett is more committed to the, the bit than Brian is. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, I know that I say this all the time and it's like, I just don't like the long-term strategy, but one of these days, the wheels are going to come off and it's going to hold on. Brett's good. team is the second highest they, scoring they team are right, in the now. right now. So it's they working right out. Now, but, but when we, when we look in 2024, let's say how bad are the Dubrovnik dragons going to look in two years? Like Leonard Fournette is going to be 30 years old. Um, <laughs> Travis Kelsey is going to be 36. Uh, Zach Ertz might be dead. He's going to be like 39. Like he's not going to be in the league, dude. Like he's not going to be in the league. Kirk Cousins is going to be 37. Like Melvin Gordon's going to be 33. Dalvin Cook's going to be 30. Like all of these guys are going to be old farts, all of them. So like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like it's going to be bad soon. Like really bad. So that's that's all I'm really trying to say here. I'm not like trying to shit on Brett. I'm just this is the same thing I've been saying the whole time is that the long term approach, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad, and Brett's gonna be really sad in one of these days. And then they'll understand why Greg did what he did. Yeah, because Greg wants the long term. Like I can not have to worry about anything for five years, but then Brett is gonna be counting his third round picks and trying to rebuild with thirds. Because he's gonna has be hard because you get emotionally attached to like your yeah. players. And I'm sure you know? he like he loves Travis Kelsey, I'm sure, because Travis Kelsey's fucking awesome. But his peak value has already passed like a long time ago. Like it's I traded him, I traded him in 2019. I traded him away and I got TJ Hawkinson and a first round pick back. So and that first round pick I think was CD Lamb. So I got CD Lamb and TJ Hawkinson for Travis Kelsey. And I would not do that same trade now and get him back. There's no way. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like it's, I can't see anyone even giving just a single first round pick for Travis Kelsey at this point. Cause he's so old and I, and Travis Kelsey could be, cause he's so good. He could be good for like another, you know, I don't know, three, four years, but no one, he's going to have to just keep him because he's not going to get what, he's actually like his production is worth on the field because no one's going to pay him that because his compadre and the win now mode is Brian and he has Mark Andrews who obviously you would prefer in a dynasty league over Travis Kelsey. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's just gonna, it's, it's just gonna, crazy. Cause there's a very real world where I'm going to be doing my rebuild before both of them. Yeah, they're going to keep selling and selling and selling until the wheels come off and then they're pushing their car along the road and you're like, you're you're scooting past them in your tricycle, but they have a car on cinder blocks that's on the side of the road because they won't go anymore because they have all these old guys. I mean, you guys are here first. Uh, if I win this league this year, I'm blowing it up. 
it's just going to be a straight up fire sale. Well, then you you a hundred percent will get past. Well, I don't know because you. Still I don't think Lamar I'm going to win this year. I, I don't think I will. So that's why I think I'm barely going to hang on. But if I if I straight up do, oh, this is straight fire sale. But once again, it might not be the best time because I don't know who's going to be buying. Well, well I mean, it'll be Brett and Brian. They'll, they'll be buying. They don't have enough. What? Yo, I'll give you one 2025 <laughs> first round pick for like a slew of players. I'm going to be like, no. <laughs> they'll uh, they'll buy your old running backs. That's for sure. Kamara oh, I mean, and. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, they'll buy them. <sighs> Someone's got to do weird. it, right? Someone's got to want these old guys. And it's it's certainly not me and Mike. <laughs> All right. We got three minutes left. Let's keep it going right now. Then the next trade, it was uh, Jeff, the Wichita whirlwind, getting Curtis Samuel from yeah. the uh, from good old Mike. And he sent over a 2025 third round pick, a 2023 uh, fourth round pick, and 2024 third round pick. I don't know why I ordered it that way. I kind of jumped all over the place there. But um, pretty much two-thirds and a fourth for Curtis Samuel. What are your thoughts? I, I mean, I think it's pretty pretty good for both sides. Um, Curtis Samuel is has been heavy, heavily involved so far this year. Um, as far as, like, targets go, production's not, like, super great. Um, he had those two really good weeks the first two games of the season. Um, since then, it's been just, like, kind of average. But, you know, two-thirds and a fourth, the, the third's – who the fuck? I don't even know who's in the 2025 draft. And so like that, who knows who that's going to be um, the 2024 draft next year. So like, this isn't like, he's not giving up like great players, whatever he would have got with these picks might never even turn out to be as good as Curtis Samuel. So he's getting a player that can produce for him now and for picks that who knows what they are. And they're probably not going to be great players anyway. Um, there's a chance that they are because like Deontay Johnson was a third round pick and like Terry McLaurin and like there's been third round picks in the history of the PDL that have been good players, but the chances of getting one of them is not great. So, yeah, no, I completely agree. And then the uh, last trade we're going to touch upon is a patented Greg move, huh? It was a straight up swap. Well, Andy Dalton. This, this one we might have to talk about because this is what I think sparked Brian getting annoyed. Oh, you think it was this one that made I, well, it all This is the one that dropped, and then he and then he said something. So I think this is the one that got him in a little little in a tussy. All right, so hold on. Maybe we should explore this one just a little <laughs> bit more. You know, I don't know why. I, I I didn't even put that together when I saw this. Well, I guess I I I think I was just approving the trades. And then I was looking at just like what was being said because I was like more focused on yeah. whatever I was doing at work. So then I kind of looked at it, But now that you mention it, I guess this was the domino to fall to kind of have the little butterfly effect of the conversations that happened after. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, help explain this to me. I'm not I, I'm not remembering this right. So in, in in our eyes, or I guess in your eyes, you were seeing um, well before actually before Brian complained about it, I thought the same thing as you like i was like all right shitty andy dalton for tyler huntley and it's in terms of value it's fair because it's a old bad quarterback that's currently a starter for a young backup quarterback that people you know last year when lamar was hurt Yo, if jacoby like Brissett could be a starter elsewhere and like teddy bridgewater why not huntley like huntley's been yeah, and they were impressive they, they, they than all well 
he was playing well in, in um for Lamar last year, and people were saying like, oh, someone might trade for him. Like, you got to get him out of this contract so that, like he can get on another team. Yeah, so, when like, the trade happened, I saw nothing. I was like, oh wow, here is a guy that Greg just pretty much got off of waivers or whatever, mm-hmm. and just and, flipped for Huntley. That's pretty solid. Yeah, and and it's um, you know, he got him for zero dollars, so he's basically you know getting Tyler Huntley for zero dollars, sort of in a way. Um, but for Brian, Brian's eyes, I'm sure he's like a starting quarterback for a backup quarterback. What the fuck? Um, but to me, it's like Andy Dalton is starting because Jameis is hurt. And as soon as Jameis is healthy, the Saints are probably going to play him again. Um, it's not like the Saints have been winning games or anything with Andy Dalton. Like they, they played well that first game against Minnesota and they haven't really played well since. So I think that like Andy Dalton is not good and he's also old and he's been a backup quarterback for the past two years now. He was signed to be a backup quarterback for the Saints. So he's a backup quarterback. So it's basically a backup quarterback swap. Um, and I know that like for this week, it's like he's shedding points, getting rid of Andy Dalton because he would have had to start him otherwise. But um, Greg is playing the Owls this week and no matter what he does, he's going to lose. So I don't know. I just didn't think it was a big deal. It was like, you know, a backup quarterback swap. And looking at Greg's team now, it is kind of funny because it's like he has 0. 0.55, 0. 0.00, 6.81, 0. 0.32, 0. 0.25, 0. 0.28, 0. 0.20, 0. 0.00, 0. 0.38. So he says like the absolute like bare minimum. The only thing that throws it off is Davis Mills with 14.89. But it's you know, what is what is Andy Dalton going to do for Greg, really? And, you know, like, what is he really going to do for him? Get him, like, 12 points? That's not enough. That's not going to do anything. <laughs> so it's it's not helping him. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. And it shouldn't have uh, got Brian so upset because even if he had Andy Dalton for, like, one more week being a starter – it wouldn't have made a difference. He would have still got shit on and got absolutely <laughs> demolished. <laughs> it wouldn't have made a difference. Bro, you really give him Patrick have. Mahomes right now, straight up. Yeah. And just like have Brian, him start you... on that team to face um, fucking Kevin, his full roster. He's still going to lose. <laughs> if Brian wants to, uh, like, gift Greg some young players right now that he likes, like, if he wants to, like, send over Jalen Hurts or something, you know, like, I'm sure... Greg would welcome him with open arms. He would be like, yeah, I'll take Jalen Hurts. But until that point, and he's just, I don't know, like I, Greg admittedly in the chat, like he was like, I really was trying to buy Zach Wilson, but the Yowls wouldn't trade him to me. And I know from experience because I tried to get him too from Kenny and Kenny has a boner for Zach Wilson for some reason. And he would not trade him to me either. So Greg was trying to buy guys he liked, but the ones he wanted, nobody wants to sell him so you know what is he gonna do <laughs> i think what we need to do from now on is whenever we have time just during the week after we already record the main show we should just have like an unfiltered session where we just talk and then just put like in like the title just being like this is a bonus episode nothing we say <laughs> is meant to be taken seriously we're just shooting the shit and if you get your feelings upset then just 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 turn it off Yeah, and it's not like brian is since day one he's been a great addition to the pdl like he absolutely has and he has his own strategy and it 
It got him to the title game last year. So, like, it's working for him, clearly. He's top four in the standings right now, too. So, him and Brett, it's, it's working for him, for sure, right now. Um, they're both winning games. They're both scoring a lot of points. They're both four and two. And But, like, Greg wants to do it his own way. And, you know, let him go. Let him, let him score no points for at least the rest of the season. I think he's going to have 15 points a week. But, you know, when Brian gets to the point, when he plays Greg, I don't know if he already had that game. Did he already have that game? Um, let me I see. see. I have to check. No, it looks like he plays him next week. So, you know, Brian, you you have two bye weeks in a row. Brian plays Josh, and then he plays Greg. So he has two free wins back-to-back. I wouldn't complain so much, you know? Like, it's, <laughs> it's cool. I mean, Brian, if you rather face, like, Max, and then I can play them? That yeah, no, we could. I can make. I'm a commissioner. I, I can make those changes. Yeah, I can make it happen. Tommy, Tommy can change the schedule, and I will happily take playing Greg ten weeks in a row. Like I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> can... How about we alternate? How about we alternate? <laughs> All right, so we get uh, seven <laughs> weeks each of Greg. I will. I will. I'll take it. And in between, <laughs> we'll we'll have Josh. Yeah, <laughs> so we just flip flop every week. I'll, I mean, have two teams that go undefeated in the league. <laughs> Oh my god, we sound like, so uh, arrogant right now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, they both know it. Like, I know Josh doesn't listen to the podcast, but he scored like fifty points last week. Who's he gonna beat with that? <laughs> <laughs> like, so I think it's going to be really interesting to see how things shake up because we've already talked about Brett throwing away, not throwing away. Sorry, that's really mean. Trading away a 2025 second round pick. <laughs> yeah. So we I, already I don't have even a... think I don't even think it was like a bad trade. No, it wasn't a bad trade. At some point, he needs to stop selling. Hold on, hold on. Here, assets. how about here's a fun conversation to have. We have a core group of people who are always like win now, play more like redraft, saying this is how we got to do it. We got to win right now. And then we have yeah. constant builders. That will I that's <clears throat> what I will categorize. And there's if you're if you're in this category, you know. Who you are yeah and then it's also interesting because how about we have this conversation three years from now who has a better roster the dragons I... delk or not sorry delco not delco <laughs> so dragons the hustle or the oaks I, I i will say this i think that welch is the perfect example of both of these methods because Welch, when we first started this league, Welch was like gunning for it. I want to win now. I want to do everything I can to win the title. He was at and one play away from winning it all. He literally was in the title game the first year. But he was like, the when I was Kenny's co-owner, I got him to take Zeke from me. And in return, <laughs> I, in return, I got Dalvin Cook and Josh Jacobs for Kenny. So the like main that was, reason why that team is good. Yeah, exactly. So and then Brett is still reaping the rewards of that three years later. So this is why you won the best owner of the year award that first year, despite not being an actual. Being an like, yeah, I'm telling you, that was a historic victory, dude. So when we talk about the history of the PDL, that's why I get so excited about it, because there's so much lore. And the fact that you're able to win it without technically even having your own team and making these like you got me Waller for free. I did nothing. You just picked up Waller for me one day. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. And I got so (laughs) much. um, You are the reason I have Lamar Jackson on my team. Because I was able to use Carson Wentz. Uh, Of course, I traced Stephon Diggs away too. But uh, Darren Waller was a big part of that trade, along with a couple other people. And that's how I got Lamar. So without you, 
Like this was a big butterfly effect. And you're the main reason, like I said, that one team that Kenny had was good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's, I don't know. Like at some point you just got to stop trading away the future assets because at at some point that those picks you're trading away are going to be really, really good picks. Like, they're, that 2025 pick could be like the first pick in the second round. And then at that at that point, Michael Gallup is not worth that most likely. I don't know who's in the 2025 draft, but I'm just, just assuming here that based on the past few drafts, um, those early second round picks are usually pretty valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, it's you could do whatever you want however you want and if you want to win now and get the instant rewards that's that's fine i i hold on wait 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 wait. you dodging the question what 2025 three years who has the better team greg Greg. (laughs) (laughs) um i think that greg in three years from now he's gonna he's gonna have like you know Bijan robinson on his team caleb williams quinn ewers um he doesn't have any first other first round picks this year, which um, is interesting because he could have came out of this draft with like other players. <laughs> he has a bunch of seconds this year, but I don't know who's going to be there in the second round pick. To be completely honest, um, be a lot of good studs too. A lot of great a lot, players. Like, he has four first round picks next year, so like he could he could come out of next year's draft potentially with like Caleb Williams, Quinn Ewers, Travion Henderson. Like he's going to have like a lot of good players, and they're all going to be young. Um, if he can hit on the second round picks, which is very possible because like I went through and I checked like, so there's like a 50% ish hit rate in the second round. Like, like T Higgins was a second round pick. AJ Brown was a second round pick. Um, just hit this past year, Damian Pierce was a second round pick. George so, Pickens. Like, George Pickens. Like you can get like really good players in the second round. And Greg obviously follows college football and he knows what he's doing. Um, Dude, sometimes so I, I trust say, Greg more than myself. <laughs> Yeah, I when he picks up a guy, years, sometimes I'm years. like, why did he pick him up? Is there even a reason? And then later he like trades him for like a third round pick. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So like you're 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 saying in three years, Greg has three drafts where he's able to draft these guys and Brian and Brett's old guys are getting even older. And the way that the PDL views age, nobody's gonna want them. So they're just going to be stuck with these old guys and then just have no picks because they're going to keep selling them. Um, like did, I, be... did I tell you I visibly got hurt when you said you traded for a veteran this offseason? You got the old guy, DJ Moore. <laughs> like, that hurt me. Like, that actually, you got a physical. Like, if we recorded this podcast, you would have seen me actually get physically hurt from that statement. You are I... the fucking reason that this happens. Well... Not not entirely. No, I'm kidding. You know, you're not kidding. <laughs> not entirely, but I'm sure I do. My, Mike is pretty it. bad too. Yeah, Mike Mike is worse than I am, I think, because Michael <laughs> trade Mike traded away Elijah Moore. He played one year in the NFL. Like he's he's not like he played one year in the NFL and he gave up one already. So like I I don't know. Like it's you gotta you gotta have like a good mix. I think like you have to have a mix of like. I mean, Mike looks pretty guys. good. Moore had zero targets, bro. Oh yeah, he might get traded. I saw like earlier today that um they excuse him from practice or whatever, like he wasn't there really? today. So like yeah, they might be like thinking about trying to trade him or something because he was like not happy about so maybe he like requested a trade or something. That'd be pretty I don't really good know. for him. I mean, getting out of the Jets would be pretty solid. So like we see we see with my team, my team is all young dudes and I have old fart quarterbacks. Like I have Tom Brady and Matt Ryan and like old dudes. 
at quarterback um, because Deshaun Predator. Watson is a diddler and he is um, not able to play until week 13. Um, but other than that, like I have every every single skill player I have, I'm pretty sure they're under 27 years old, every single one. Um, and clearly that is not working out for me right now because I'm not scoring a whole lot of points. So I think like you need to find the happy medium between um, old dudes and young dudes and just like have a blend. So you have like those young guys that are prospects that can reach the level of Christian McCaffrey or something. I mean, I feel like that's always a plan though, but then it it always ends up like, like, like if you look at my team, do you think I would just woke up one day, Darren? I was like, I just want to get every fucking old veteran on my team. That's what I, Devonta Adams. Welcome. (laughs) Derek Henry, you broke your foot. Welcome to the club, buddy. Christian McCaffrey. Happy you're on board. (laughs) Like I uh, think, you know, if we look at Max's team, I think Max's team is a good example. That's an ideal this. team, yeah. Max's team is because the gold he standard. has, yeah, like he has a 2023 first round pick. He has a 2024 first round. Pick. Wait, wait, hold on. He, is it the gold standard though? Because he is struggling right now. Um, the record doesn't reflect well, it, but if you look at points for that's it tells a different story. He's struggling, I think, because Dak was hurt and and Justin Jonathan Fields Taylor. Sucks. Yeah, JT hasn't really yeah, been doing anything. Taylor was also hurt. DeAndre Swift was also hurt. So his team was like banged up and it was pretty. But pretty what hurt. we're really saying is like the makeup of his team. Yeah, like he has like he has young guys and he has old like Joe Mixon's like an older running back, but he has Jonathan Taylor and he has Jamar Chase, but he also has Tyreek Hill and Chris Godwin. So like he has this like mix of like older team. dudes. So like it's, he has no tight end though. Well, yeah, his tight end's pretty bad. Um, he does Sorry, have Robert we Tunyon. have to take our shots, Robert right? Tunyon. We have to. <laughs> Robert Tunyon, he could just plug in Robert Tunyon, then he would have a pretty good tight end. But okay, then that um, would actually be pretty solid. It's 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 what you I I think like how Max built his team is how you want to build because like I my team is probably too heavy on the young guys. Mike's team is too heavy on the young guys, and like Brent and Brian and I guess you too. Like I would say you're too heavy on the old guys. So. But you have young quarterbacks. So, like, your team is, like, the opposite of mine. You have all the older skill players and really young quarterbacks. And I have old-ass quarterbacks and young skill players. So Get in the like Yang, the, man. That's, why, that's yeah, how it always is. Remember, that's how it is in real life, too. Yeah. Every time you liked a player, I usually hated. And every player you hated, I really, really like. it. We go way yeah. back in history. We are opposites with literally everything. You know, all the, the boring ass wide receivers with no personality. Andre whatsoever. Johnson, the GOAT. <laughs> Reggie <laughs> Wayne, ones, my boy. They're your favorite. <laughs> the boring Calvin ass. Calvin Johnson. No God. personality. Yep. Calvin Johnson. Steve DeAndre Smith. Hawkins. That's I have his <laughs> autographed jersey sitting in my room right behind me. <laughs> like these are amazing, amazing people. Then you get people like OBJ. I'm like, oh, that is such a fucking daring guy if I've ever yep. seen one. <laughs> fucking OBJ. I, and then that's why I like not... Garrett Wilson so much. When I saw Garrett Wilson, I was like, fuck, I like him, but I guarantee Darren likes this guy too. And then yeah. like when I was talking to you, I kind of let all the cards out because I didn't really have like I, I knew I was gonna get my first round pick kind of thing, but I was like, You like mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, don't you? You're like, Yeah, I really like him. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. It, it's like um when for example of this is um years ago this is i don't know it might be like 10 years ago at this point but um i was watching steph curry and if he hit a three-point shot he hit a three-point shot and before the ball went in the net he turned around and did like a shimmy 
Like he knew it was going in because he was so confident about it. I bought his jersey five minutes later. Like I'm not even joking about it. Like I was so into Steph Curry at that point because he was just like, like the replay so was still on the TV <laughs> and on the yeah. on your phone. You're already like jersey <laughs> in cart. <laughs> like as soon as as soon as I was able to buy his jersey, I bought it because I was like, he is now one of my favorite players because that was the the coolest fucking well, thing. That I fucking aged well, didn't he? <laughs> He's yeah. just one of the greatest <laughs> basketball players that's ever played. Because, like, if you're going to be that good, like, like Nick Young is the opposite of that because Nick Young, he celebrated when the ball bounced out of it. But Steph Curry celebrated and the ball went in and he knew it was going to go in. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's, <laughs> and he's like, doing it on the professional. Like, this isn't just, like, backyard, like, n- nothing's happening. He's like, yeah, I- I- I'm about to do this right now. Yeah, like, you have to, I don't know, in my opinion, you have to have, like, that level of confidence, and I know, like, most quarterbacks aren't like that, like, quarterbacks are normally, like, the CEO of the franchise, and they're, like, buttoned up and, like, boring as shit, but... Matt Ryan is a perfect example. Yeah, like, and and Tom Brady up until recently, and he's on his uh, Tampa Bay mood, and he's, like, all fucking Tampa Tom now. I ruined my family for this! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, he... he I fucking love those memes. It's so funny. It's kind of weird because, like, I don't know if, like, Tom Brady was secretly like this for, like, 20 years. And yeah, he's just, a fucking like, psycho, I think. I think they might have, like, kept it under wraps, like, somehow for, like, 20 years. And, like, now all of a sudden, this is this is how Tom Brady actually is. Dude, the way but, that he describes going to the NFL to, like, the media sometimes makes it sound like he's going out for, like, military deployment every single year. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. bro, you don't you don't have to go. <laughs> like you 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 you've done everything. Like like for the last like ten years, you didn't have to play football anymore, but you chose to. And now like you're literally about to throw away the rest of your life because, yeah, like you're using it as an excuse. You know what I mean? Like he's just using yeah. football as an excuse. Not I, I don't know how this turned into this, but it's so weird. <laughs> but like it's yeah. Tom Brady. I think that's why it's so like polarizing because people love to hate him. But then the people who also love them are like, they don't even know what's going on. Yeah, it's. I don't know, man, like. I don't know. I don't even know how we got to this right now. <laughs> it's all right. My favorite quarterback was Peyton Manning, and now he's a fucking cheese ball guy. That's really I, awkward. I like Peyton Manning more now than. Dude, I fucking love when he played. Peyton Manning, but he's like, when I look at Peyton Manning, isn't it crazy that even when you look at like college and you see Peyton Manning, he still looks like a 40-year-old man. Um, yeah, he just had a smaller forehead. Yeah, no, but hair. it's unbe- <laughs> like with Peyton Manning, it's unbelievable. Anytime I see like younger clips of him, he's evidently younger, but he looks exactly the same. And I feel like he's always looked like a 35-year-old dad. Yeah. I'm just just imagine right now Peyton Manning in college, just at like a frat party. I, I don't know why. I just just like, what are you doing here, man? Yeah. I um I don't know. I, I love the Payne and Eli, the Monday Night Football thing. I love that. Like, I, I solely watch that. Dude, the guests that they're able to pull are fucking insane. Yeah. But I mean, I'm you can't fan. be surprised. They should um, they should keep that, like, forever. Like, they should do it every single game. And I, I think I, they're I mean, going to try. Honestly, I mean, I, I feel the, like they're trying to always get them, like, yeah, like more games and stuff like that the, with the contract. I don't even mind like watching the Monday Night Football like the main broadcast as much as I used to because I think Troy like I I know that like a lot of people hate Joe Buck especially in the Philadelphia area but like I like Joe Buck I think he's good at his job like he's kind of a pompous douchebag but he's good at his job um I think Troy and 
um, Joe, they're they're good. So like the they're actual, one of the better tandems. I agree. Yeah, one of the main uh, broadcast, the main broadcast for Monday Night Football is so much better than it was the past few years because they had all those shitty guys like Jason Witten was on it and like it, it was bad yeah, yeah, for a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I would take. Even, Buck and Aikman over fucking Collinsworth plus fucking anyone. I fucking hate Chris Collinsworth. I'm sorry. I like I like Collinsworth. I oh think my good. god, dude! <laughs> I'm not like sometimes good. I feel like people hate Chris Collinsworth because it's like fun to like. Oh, it's a me. I I legitimately fucking hate Chris Collinsworth every time. Like I don't like the curse in front of Emily too much, but every time Chris Collinsworth because you know they do that bullshit in Sunday Night Football where it's well it used to be Al Michaels, but now it's what Tariq oh. or whoever's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it always starts with him talking, and then they do that fucking bullshit pan out when Chris Collinsworth yeah. finally. They do that every single in. time. Yeah, so I always sit there, and, and while they're talking, I'm like, I, I can't, it's going to happen, and Emily just waits. And then as soon as it happens, she says it with me, and she's like, I fucking hate Chris Collinsworth. We say that at the same time. It's amazing. It's kind of beautiful in a way, because that's what my children to do. But, like, dude, you really don't mind him? I, I like him. I think, like, Chris and Al... I used to like Chris and Al. I like Mike Tirico too. I think Mike Tirico is good. Um, yeah, I like Tirico. I, I like Al Michaels is my favorite because he's like, I don't know. His voice is guy. just, yeah, he's like, you need that voice. Yeah. Um, and now he's reached to the point where he's kind of old and he's kind of legacied in that he could pretty much say whatever the fuck he wants. And he's kind of been loose with a cuff this year with like what he's been saying. And I'm like, bro, yeah, are you allowed old. to like, aren't you going to get in trouble for that? And I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's fucking Al Michaels. He's yeah, not going to get in trouble for that. I don't like Kirk Herbstreet on NFL games, though. You can tell Kirk Herbstreet has not watched an NFL game in oh, like yeah, 10 no. years. <laughs> all he does is revert to the college football analysis. He's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, this guy was great at Ohio State. And he, like, has no idea anything that they've done in the NFL. <laughs> like, he talks about, like, it'll be, like, it'll be Pat Mahomes. And he'll be like, yeah, he was awesome at Texas Tech. <laughs> it's like, dude. He had a legendary game against ago. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why are you talking about this shit? Like, Kirk Herbstreit does not care about the NFL. Like, he, they, like, I know well, he has maybe like, it's also voice. because that's kind of like his MO, right? Like, you bring in the college football guy to announce this game. So maybe you kind of want them to talk about that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, if you bring I, in, um, like, a main reason people bring in quarterbacks for like, uh, like commentating jobs because they could tell everything. So, like, if you brought in a D lineman, you can't be mad at them if they talk about D lineman stuff on the broadcast, you know? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It, I, like, I'm sure it'll get better because, like, I know that um, who was it? Was it Aaron Andrews? Aaron Andrews, one of the female was, like, reporters. One? Yeah, one of the female sideline reporters. Um, somebody asked her because, like, you know, that how everyone that does it. Like, I'm sure, like, it's not just like a female thing. I'm not trying to be like sexist now, but um, there was they asked her in an airport what they thought of a college football game or whatever and they were like oh i i don't i don't follow that like it's like okay but like how much do you actually like football then like, <laughs> like do you are you actually a football fan or are you just doing this because it's a job that pays you well like it's yeah yeah you know it's I, I know that like not everybody watches college football but you would think that someone that is literally a a, a reporter for football would watch college football at least sometimes you know like at least enough to be able to answer our question. Like, who to be fair, you got to think about like everything she has to do for work. Like how yeah, many like, hours is she putting into a week where she even has downtime to even do anything? 
but like it, it was it was a simple like the reason why it stuck with me for like years is because it was like a simple question it was like ohio state versus michigan or something like that who do you think is going to win and she was like oh i don't follow college football oh it's, like even to the point of that <laughs> yeah it was and it was like you, you it wasn't like what do you think of this like one quarterback from purdue or some yeah. random shit like that it was no it was just legit. it was a simple like what do you what do you think and you could have you could have literally like someone who doesn't even watch football like at all could have fucking Michigan in three <laughs> like you could have been like yeah Ohio State I like their quarterback like even if even if their quarterback sucked no one would have really questioned you like <laughs> I don't know okay all one right. last thing I just want to throw in uh just to add in there just to justify my hate boner for Chris Collinsworth I think it really sullied on me where I kind of disliked them, but then the Super Bowl happened where he commentated the Super Bowl. Fucking, yeah. it was a fucking Tom Brady dick sucking fest. And every single time the Eagles did anything, that's not a touchdown. Oh, no, <laughs> this this could be a home. Oh, this could be against the. Oh, Tom Brady. Yeah, you left too much time. Oh, my God. Even <laughs> after we won, he was like, oh, I'm not, I, I'm not sure. I'm like, Chris Collins, there's fucking confetti flying from the fucking sky. Whoa. Just let us have this. I think <clears throat> that really ruined it for me. I may not be the best uh, example of this because I also liked the Patriots at the time. Oh um, my God, dude. But... I was so fucking pissed. <laughs> From my perspective, I... you would understand why. Yeah, and it's like, I, I get it. But at the same time, like I was with Chris Collinsworth because literally Tom Brady was on the other side of the ball and he had like 40 seconds. To oh get. my God, so I dude. Like, I was like, it's possible. Like it, it's, it's possible. <laughs> The Eagles were underdogs every single playoff game (laughs) leading up to that point. This was about to be our city's very first Super Bowl franchise ever, ever. And not once was he like, oh, Philadelphia is playing pretty well. Yeah, no, I I get it because like I was hearing the same stuff. But like at the same time, I was like, you know, they. I'm not saying I wasn't upset that he wouldn't discredit Brady. He just wouldn't say positive things in the and then yeah, when yeah, you're the main yeah. voice of the only super bowl i might ever watch where the eagles win and the yeah. whole time you're just saying how great the other team is that's already won multiple super bowls like i think that's why i was so not upset because like normally i don't really care but like i was watching with a lot of close family that don't really care about football and they mm. don't really watch football often so now this whole time i'm telling them oh my god we're underdogs this was our story and then now the main voice of a broadcast is now just telling them nothing about really the eagles and only about brady i'm like well no no yeah no this is pretty important for the eagles too and they're like oh yeah yeah but what about brady i'm like oh my fucking god yeah i think it's it's like human nature though like you gotta i just wanted to have a nice little therapy you gotta pick a side i appreciate even even if it's like unconsciously you're you're picking sides even if you don't know you're doing it you know oh no yeah for sure for sure but just to let me justify my hate boner for someone who is a, who's supposed to be getting paid to be neutral, at least, to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this job isn't very hard. You, t- you talk about what's in front of you for, like, three hours, which is hard, but, like, you get paid for it, dude. There are people that do much more difficult things. True. Very but, true. Darren, is that all the trades? Yeah, there's only those ones. Man, this, this bonus episode is all fucking over the place, but maybe that's <laughs> But all right, guys, thanks for sticking around. Who knows if you even stuck around this long? And if you guys did, let me know if you like Chris Collinsworth, because if you do, you've definitely gone down in my respect meter. Like, Darren, right now, I actually think a little bit less of you. I don't know if you know that. I like like him. I think he's good. 
not saying I don't like you. I'm just saying I just think a little less of you. That, that's all. That's all. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's good. I think he's good at his job. Now here's a guy that likes terrible <laughs> here's commentary. <a> now here's a guy. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.